Hi, this is Kim, and welcome back to Weber County's Greatest Generation. So last year on Veterans Day, I decided that I wanted to document all of those who died by the year, starting with Ensign Howard Dill on the USS Arizona on December 7th, 1941, then through 1942, 43, and 44. It started out as an easy thing to do until I got to 1944, and then the numbers and how close they were started to get to me. So I finished the first six months at the end of December last year, and then I moved on to the last six months. That was the hardest podcast that I have written so far, just for the sheer numbers, the stories, and the families. And I know it probably sounds dumb, but after so much research, I care about these guys. I know their names, I know their families, their pictures, their stories, and sometimes it just gets to be too much. I ended up walking away from it several times and finally just completed it at the end of March. Moving on to 1945 has not been any easier. In 1945, the war was wrapping up in Germany. Um, in the Pacific and in Japan, the battles are fierce. The Philippines are having horrendous battles. Germany will surrender, and Victory in Europe, VE Day, will be celebrated on May 8, 1945. The war will continue in Japan until after the atomic bomb is dropped in early August, and VJ Day, or Victory in Japan, was celebrated on September 2nd. So we have 61 deaths in 1945. There will be six in January, 16 in February, seven in March, 15 in April, five in May, six in June, one in July, and one in August. And we also have two in September and one in October, which was after the war was over. So we'll be taking a look at those and what happened. To save my mental health, we are going to take it slowly and start out with January and February. There are 23 stories about the Weber County men who went to war to save freedom for the world. If you remember, after Pearl Harbor, Lieutenant Colonel Jimmy Doolittle led 16 B-25 bombers on a raid over Tokyo launched from the aircraft carrier, the USS Hornet. It did little damage, but it was a huge morale booster for the United States. It proved that the U.S. could attack Japan, and that led the Japanese to keep four army and fighter groups closer to home when they were really badly needed in the South Pacific. After leaving Tokyo, most of the raiders turned south and headed for the China coast. And even though they were dangerously low on fuel, all but three of them were able to make it to China. What happened to all of the crews, including Brigham City native Chase Nielsen, a navigator on one of the B-25s, is an amazing story that you might want to check out. But in reality, the attacks over Japan are not going to be feasible until the long-range B-29 Super Fortress gets into the Pacific campaign. So in early 1945, Germany is making counterattacks in Belgium that will come to be known as the Battle of the Bulge. In the Philippines, the Americans land on the island of Luzon. And in the Southwest Pacific, the U.S. Navy begins a bombardment against Iwo Jima in preparation for a land invasion. 22-year-old Private Robert Hilton, the son of Police Lieutenant L.M. and Jenny Goodell Hilton of 2363 Jackson, was a glider crewman in the 101st Airborne, the 81st Anti-Aircraft Battalion in Battery A. They took part in the Normandy invasion on D-Day, 
And in December of 1944, they were ordered to the town of Bastogne in Luxembourg and ordered to hold it at all costs. They were able to hold the town for nine days until they were relieved by the 4th Armored Division. And for that action, the unit received a presidential citation. This is a famous battle in World War II, and you might want to do a little research on that. Private Hilton was killed in action on January 4th, and he is buried in the Luxembourg American Cemetery. Sergeant Robert T. Murdoch, 22, the son of William T. and Maud Thomas Murdoch of 2627 Monroe, died on January 7th in Suyong, China, while on a flight with a transport ship. He served with the Air Transport Command at the 1,327th Air Force Base Unit, and they flew what was called the Hump. Weber County lost several pilots in this area. The Hump was a nickname that Allied pilots had given the airlift operation that crossed the Himalayas into China. It was the Air Force's most dangerous airlift route, but it was the only way to supply the Chinese forces fighting the Japanese in China. Sergeant Murdoch was part of a crew of a C-46 transport plane. I haven't been able to find out any details about that particular crash, but I am still researching. Sergeant Murdoch's body was among 18 Newtons of 3,000 servicemen on the first funeral ship bearing U.S. war dead in October of 1947. Along with Sergeant Murdoch was Captain James O. Fox, who had died at Tarawa in 1943. There's also a podcast about his story and Private Eldon Pierce, who died on March 31st, 1942. I recently did a blog on the 80th anniversary of his death, and you can find that on my website. Sergeant Murdoch is buried in the Ogden City Cemetery. Second Lieutenant Bobby Welch, 21, the son of Heber L. and Sarah Welch, who lived at 2250 Harrison, and the husband of Shirley Francis Welch, was the pilot of a P-51, a single pilot plane used to escort heavy bombers. He died on January 9th when his plane crashed in India. Again, this is in the area that was serving the hump. I haven't been able to find any records about P-51s serving in the China-Burma theater, but I will continue the search. Lieutenant Welch's body was returned in 1948, and he is also buried in the Ogden Cemetery. 22-year-old Marine Private First Class Jack Eakins, husband of Colleen Lane Eakins of 1720 Washington, was killed in the battle for the Philippines. He was reared by Mr. and Mrs. Henry Eakins, and he enlisted on December 9th of 1942. I haven't been able to find his particular unit, but he is listed as a replacement on the Marine roster of 1945. We know that he was on board the light cruiser USS Columbia in January of 1945, headed for the Linguayan Gulf to begin the assault for Manila. On January 6th, the Columbia was hit by a Japanese kamikaze pilot. Thirteen of the crew were killed. She moved closer to the shore to begin repairs when on January 9th, she was hit by another kamikaze pilot. Twenty-four men, including Private First Class Eakins, were killed and 97 were wounded. The Columbia still did not sink, and she continued her bombardment into the island of Luzon and delivered her Marines. The ship and the crew received the Navy unit commendation for this operation. Private First Class Eakins is listed as lost at sea. 
His name is on the Fort William McKinley Monument in Manila, and he is listed on this place of remembrance in the Ogden Cemetery. Now we go back to Luxembourg and the Battle of the Bulge, where 24-year-old Gordon Swan, a second lieutenant, was killed on January 19th. He was the son of Mr. and Mrs. W.L. and Louise B. Swan, and the husband of Rita Charles Swan of 644 Kershaw. He also left a four-and-a-half-month-old daughter, Marcia Lee, who he never was able to see. He was a member of the 318th Infantry, the 80th Division. The 80th Division arrived on Utah Beach on August 3, 1944, just eight weeks after D-Day. They fought their way through Normandy until they were diverted to Luxembourg to fight the Germans at the end of the Battle of the Bulge. In January, they returned to the offensive to fight their way from France into Germany. The 318th is a famous division, and I will do a later podcast on the Battle of the Bulge and all of those we lost. But for now, I found a narrative for the January 19th um, battle, the day that Lieutenant Swan was killed in action. On the 19th of January, two platoons of the 702nd Tank Battalion were ordered to assault and capture the town of Berdin, Luxembourg. The tanks were originally to attack without the benefit of infantry support. However, the unit history states that on the day of the attack, they had the support of the 318th Regiment. Entering the town at 16.20 p.m., the tanks and infantrymen were able to take the town within two to three hours. The history goes on to say that on the day of the attack, if they had not had the 318th Infantry, it would have taken a longer time with more casualties to capture the town. Lieutenant Swan is buried in a cemetery in Ham, Luxembourg. On January 25th, Private First Class Ensign B. Williamson, the 21-year-old son of Lorenzo and Rita Williamson of 1419 27th Street, was reported as missing in action in Germany. This is one of those stories where I haven't been able to find any information about his unit, but I will continue looking. In April, his status was changed to killed in action. He also had two brothers serving in the Navy at that time, Ensign Leland and Seaman Second Class Larry Williamson. His body was returned to Utah in October of 1947, and he is buried in the Altal Rest Mausoleum. On February 4th, 20-year-old Corporal William H. Barrett, Jr., the son of Mr. and Mrs. William H. Barrett, was killed in action in the landing of Olancapo on the island of Luzon. This is another story where I can't find any information about his unit or the battle, but I will keep looking. His body was returned to Utah in 1948, and he is buried in the North Ogden Cemetery. Moving back to Europe, on February 5th, 23-year-old Private Dale R. Stevens, husband of Mrs. Dorlene Richard Stevens of 3343 Washington, and the son of Alex and Lena Van Dalen Stevens of 2744 Washington, was killed in Luxembourg. He was another member of the 318th Infantry. He also had a brother killed in action as a pilot of a B-17. Lieutenant Roy V. Stevens was killed in action over Germany on March 23, 1944. This is the fourth set of brothers from Weaver County killed. There's no information for February 5th, but on the February 7th, the division broke through the Seagreen Line and is considered the end of the Battle of the Bulge. Going back to the Philippines, on February 8th, 23-year-old Master Sergeant Keith Shade 
was killed in action. He was born in Huntsville to Adam and Lily Jensen Shade. At the time of his death, they were living on 1114 Gramercy Avenue. Master Sergeant Shade was a member of the 40th Division, the 222nd Field Artillery Battalion Battery B. The Battle for Manila on the island of Luzon is one of the most intense in World War II, and it came at a great cost to the U.S. It was fought house-to-house, building-to-building. Master Sergeant Shadi was killed on February 8th. After the war, his body was returned, and he is buried in the Ogden Cemetery. Back to Europe. 29-year-old Private James Reardon, son of George and Lottie Nash Reardon of Wilson Lane, now West Haven, and husband of Winifred Reardon died on February 14th of wounds received in Belgium. His record indicates that he was part of the Engineer Combat Battalion, which involves clearing terrain obstacles such as trenches and ditches, opening routes for tanks, and building roads and bridges. His body was returned after the war, and he is also buried in the Ogden Cemetery. We now come to one of the deadliest two weeks in Weber County during World War II, From February 20th to February 28th, we will lose 12 Weber County men. We are now fighting in Italy, Belgium, on our way to Germany, in the Philippines, trying to get to Manila, and starting the Battle of Iwo Jima. On February 20th, Private First Class John Paul Jones and Sergeant James Barker, both of the 85th Mountain Infantry Unit, were killed in action in Italy. Private First Class Jones served in the medical detachment. They were fighting in the area of Mount Belvedere, which was a 3,800-high mountain, which the Germans held along with several adjacent peaks in the Apennines. The plan was to use the 86th and 87th regiments in an assault up several sides of the peak. Operation Encore was scheduled for February 18th, with men rock climbing up five different routes. On the 19th, 12,000 men would depart up the mountain to seize the peaks. At first, the plan went well. By dawn of February 20th, they had reached the Belvedere summit. Then, quote, unquote, all hell broke loose. Around 3 a.m., rockets and machine gun fire enveloped us. On February 20th, 60 men of the 85th were killed with 169 wounded. The fight went on, and by February 24th, they had met the objective. 19-year-old Private First Class John Paul Jones, the son of C.T. Jones of 2739 Brinker, and 22-year-old Sergeant James Barker, the son of Clarence and Myrtle Ryrie Barker of North Ogden, were both killed in action. Both bodies were returned to Ogden in 1949. Private First Class Jones is buried in the Ogden Cemetery, and Sergeant Barker is buried in the North Ogden Cemetery. Two more will die on February 21st, both in the Navy and both on ships. 21-year-old Seaman First Class Vernon Fowers, the son of Mr. and Mrs. Harold Fowers of Hooper, and the husband of Cleone Jones Fowers. He was aboard the USS Bismarck Sea. On January 9th through the 18th, a ship had been in the Linguayan Gulf landings for the island of Luzon, but was sent to support the invasion of Iwo Jima. On February 21, 1945, despite damaging gunfire, two kamikaze planes hit the ship and started uncontrollable fires. She sank in 90 minutes with a loss of 318 men. And this is one of the stories that I remember my dad telling me. He was also at the Battle of 
Iwo Jima and the Battle of Okinawa. He told me the most frightening part of the whole thing was watching the pilots crash into ships and not knowing which ship was going to be next. And at the time, I didn't really realize the extent, but from the end of 1944, from the Philippines to the end of the battles in the Pacific, there were 2,800 kamikaze pilots who crashed or tried to crash into Navy ships. Seaman Fowers is listed on this place of remembrance memorial, and he also has a marker in the Hooper Cemetery. Aviation machinist mate first class Clyde H. Olson, 24, the son of Earl and Minnie Olson of 285 21st Street, was also killed in action on the 21st. He was serving on the aircraft, the USS Saratoga, in the battle for Iwo Jima, and she was considered a dedicated night flight carrier. She arrived on February 8th with 53 Hellcats and 17 Avengers. So she had 70 planes on board. On February 21st, six Japanese planes scored five bomb hits on the carrier in just three minutes. She lost 123 of her crew as dead or missing, as well as 192 wounded. She was only able to recover six of her 70 aircraft, but after repair, she resumed carrier duties on June 30th. Aviation machinist May Olson is also listed on the missing or buried at sea tablets in Honolulu and on this place of remembrance. Glenn Sandland and Albert Everett will die on opposite sides of the world on February 22nd. 21-year-old Sergeant Glenn Sandland was a member of the 37th Division, the 145th Infantry, Company K. They took part in the horrific building-to-building, house-to-house battle for Manila, Sergeant Sandlin was an all-around American boy from Ogden who was an outstanding basketball player and had been recruited by Georgetown before he went into the military. And there is a podcast on my website about this amazing man. His body was returned to Ogden and he is buried in the uh, Washington Heights Memorial Park on Washington Boulevard. 21-year-old Second Lieutenant Albert Averett the son of Rex and Clara Fowler Averett, and the husband of Marilyn Smith Averett was a member of the 307th 18th Air Force. He was piloting a P-51 Mustang and was killed in a crash new Übersee, Germany. Amazingly, his body was recovered and he was returned in 1949 and buried in the Alturas Cemetery. On February 23rd, 23-year-old Private Tyrus Clark the son of John and Irene Shaw Clark of Liberty, the husband of Emma and the father of John Douglas Clark, also of Liberty, was killed in Luzon in the battle for the Philippines. He was a member of the 127th Infantry, the 32nd Infantry Division. After battles in the South Pacific and in Central Island of Leyte, their division was moved up to the Linguayan Gulf on January 27th. In the battle for the Villa Verde Trail, the 32nd navigated a narrow track through the Caraballo Mountains against heavy Japanese resistance. It took a 100 days to take the town of Santa Fe, and Private Clark was killed in action on the 23rd. His body was returned home in 1948, and he is buried in the Liberty Cemetery. Louis Skaggs was a reporter for the Ogden Standard Examiner, and I will do a future podcast on him, but for now... The March 21st, 1945 newspaper 
reported Lieutenant Lewis A. Skaggs, former reporter on the Standard Examiner, was killed in the Philippines on February 24th. That brief announcement has brought sorrow to the men and women of the Standard Examiner who worked with him. He was listed as an army chaplain, and it was mystifying that he had fallen in battle until later were disclosed that he had requested the privilege of entering into combat forces. No young man ever served his country more nobly. Lieutenant Skaggs is buried in the Manila American Cemetery in the Philippines. Private First Class Melvin Rollo, 20, the son of Floyd and Mildred Warman Rollo of 582 Douglas, was killed in action in Germany. He was a member of the 39th Infantry Regiment, Company L. He landed on the Normandy Beach on June 6th, and he was wounded on September 30th of 1944. He returned to duty, and by the end of January, the 39th was spearheading the drive across Germany, trying to get to the Rhine River. Private First Class Rollo was killed in action on February 27th. The next week, the 39th crossed the Rhine River near Remagen, and they headed for the German heartland. He was buried in the American Cemetery in Belgium, but the family requested his body be returned, and in 1947, he was buried in the Ogden City Cemetery. 21-year-old Sergeant Robert Chekets, the son of George and Eva Rose Chekets of 1049 27th Street, was a member of the 823rd Tank Destroyer Unit A. He had actually been reported as missing in action on August 7, 1944, and then was found safe and returned to duty on August 14th. His body was returned and he is buried in the Ogden Cemetery. Private Vern Owens, 29, the son of J.L. and Vincy Moore Owens of 307 27th and the husband of Evelyn Rackham, was killed in action on February 28th in France. He was assigned to the 399th Battalion, the 100th Division of the 7th Army. He was on a reconnaissance patrol when he was shot in an ambush near the French city of Biche, near the German border. His body was returned to Utah in 1948, and he is buried in the Alturas Cemetery. And our last one was not in a battle, but 2nd Lieutenant John C. Hunter, 28, the son of Mr. and Mrs. Adam Hunter of Taylor, and the husband of Ethel Sharp Hunter, had been reported missing on February 28, 1945. In August, the family received word that he had been killed on that day. He was a bombardier on a B-24 en route to Hawaii from Mather Field. When the plane crashed in the Pacific, his body was never recovered, but he is listed on the World War II West Coast Memorial in San Francisco. So that wraps up January and February of 1945. It is amazing to me of how many battles were going on, how many places we are in the world, and the amount of men that are involved in those battles. You can find many of these uh, individual stories on my website, Weber County's Greatest Generation, under podcasts. And in December, I started a weekly kind of a summary of newspaper articles from that week called 80 Years Ago This Week. So um, that is available on my Facebook page, Weber County's Greatest Generation, and it will take you to the website. So thanks for joining.